0: Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. When last I spoke with you, I mentioned a monstrous crime in Fargo, North Dakota. Now, Fargo, North Dakota is... Uh, associated with a number of things. One, there was the murder, adventure, thriller, mystery, what have you, uh, that took the name Fargo. Then there was the spin-off, the TV series of that. Now, I haven't seen the movie or the series. Neither one interested me uh, sufficiently that I felt I would care to see either one. But... North Dakota and Fargo, uh, as the capital, have been associated, certainly, with American energy independence, the breakthroughs with regard to bringing forth oil from shale, which has been much... Criticized, some would say maligned, as fracking, uh, being described as being evil and what have you. Uh, Fargo also, interestingly enough to me, appallingly enough, horrifyingly enough, uh, came to be the headquarters of the so-called Church of Satan some time ago. And I thought, Fargo, North Dakota, of all places. I mean, I would have thought it would have been Los Angeles, California, San Francisco, California, someplace like that, Portland, Oregon, even. But Fargo, North Dakota was just not the place I would have thought they would have chosen. But, in point of fact, it was. Well, this crime that was committed in... Fargo, was at the time that I spoke with you, I said, I prayed for Savannah Graywind, a beautiful 22-year-old young woman who was great with child, eight months with child when she was last seen alive. And I said, and the baby was found in the apartment of people adjacent to her, whom she had gone over there to help them because they had requested her assistance. Uh, The woman had with a task, a sewing task. And Savannah left her apartment. She had ordered a pizza. She went over there, and she left her purse and her cell phone in her apartment. She never... Ate the pizza. The people claim, oh, well, she came over, she did such and such, and she left. She had swollen feet, she had difficulty moving, but were to believe that then she leaves without having eaten the pizza that she ordered, without having gotten her purse and her cell phone. She intended to return very quickly. Well, she never returned. And I said at the time, I was certain that she was dead, that she had been murdered because the baby was found in that apartment. She was eight months with child. She did not deliver normally there on the spur of the moment at that apartment. Her mother called the police very soon thereafter, so it was (laughs) investigated very quickly. They were Johnny on the spot, and yet this young woman was not found, was missing. Obviously, the baby had been ripped from her womb, had been cut out of her. She had been murdered and her body disposed of by this wonderful couple who was taken into custody, charged with... Suspicion of kidnapping, how you could charge them only with suspicion of kidnapping and not with suspicion of murder was beyond me at that time. And even to this point in time now, after her body has been discovered, has been found, has been located, they are still only charged with suspicion of kidnapping. That's wonderful police work. Isn't it a wonderful job by our Justice Department? Not the Federal Justice Department in this case. This is state. But this is the quality of our justice in America. Now, sure, they may well be, and I assume they will be, charged with murder. But at this point in time they have not been. Strangely enough. So this couple, Brooklyn Cruz thirty eight, William Henry Hone thirty-two. They are in fact at this point in time awaiting formal charges of conspiracy to commit kidnapping. They're waiting. haven't even been charged at the time that her body was found. And that was, uh, that was at the end of August. So what is the significance of this? Other than this monstrous, horrific, unspeakably evil crime, what is the significance for the greater United States of America? Well, Back when Hurricane Harvey was early on in its uh, flooding of Texas, the Weather Channel had its crews on site, as did a great many other news bureaus and what have you. But this one guru, if you will, for Weather Channel... First name Jeff, shaved, polished head. I don't know his last name, but he said the following. And this was like the day after the hurricane had made landfall. Quote, I don't know what we've done to tick the earth off. I don't know what we've done to to tick the earth off. There was all kinds of mention in report after report after report about Mother Nature and about nature. And here he refers to Earth with characteristics, qualities, powers, capabilities that are not inanimate. He has personalized the earth. I don't know what we've done to tick the earth off. Terribly literate of him. Uh, To offend the earth. To upset the earth so greatly that it would then react and retaliate against us, against mankind. Bizarre, absurd, and yet that is the way many people view what takes place on this earth in the way of these so-called acts of God, or acts of nature, or natural acts. That it's the earth, that it's Mother Nature is having a backlash against mankind. Well, there is a person behind that. Now, great thinkers down through the ages who have rejected Christ, rejected the one true God, have nonetheless referred to this as something like first cause, or a power greater than you know, themselves, and yet still rejecting God and his Christ. The founders of this nation, and I don't mean the men referred to as the founding fathers, not to do them any dishonor or discredit, but the true founders of this nation, the pilgrims and the Puritans, had an extremely different view. And that was that the things that took place in nature were directly tied to human events on this earth, but not caused by nature in and of itself not by the creation, but by the creator, that he evidenced his displeasure through nature, going all the way back to the flood. When I say the flood, I mean the flood that covered the entire earth. I'm talking about the flood that destroyed all mankind and all animal life. So forth on this earth, except for those who found sanctuary in the ark, courtesy of God's forewarning them and provision for them. And when they came out of the ark, So long thereafter, God entered into covenant with Noah that he would not again cover the earth, the entire earth, with water. He would not flood the entire earth. But the next time that this earth is engulfed with something that will result in destruction of all, it will be fire, which perhaps we in the Western United States of America can relate to with all of the terrible fires that are going on and the fires that take place on an annual basis. There are certain states that are just hit every year, like clockwork. California. Southern California experiences brush fires and forest fires. Elsewhere in the state, such as in Yosemite, up to the Tahoe area, and further north, Crater Lake, and what have you, the fires are, when they take place, are not brush fires, they are forest fires. But other states are routinely hit by them, Oregon, Washington, and so forth. Colorado, the greater Denver area, is annually struck by fires. When I was in Southern California, so many of the fires that took place had their origin in human actions, just as the huge fire raging in Oregon right now, turns out it was caused by people using fireworks. But here in the United States of America, we don't hold people responsible for their actions by and large, and even when the fires result in deaths, deaths of firefighters, deaths of volunteer firefighters from those states and from other states who have come to try to stem the tide of those fires and to save people and their livestock and their pets and their property, when they are killed in the line of duty, There's no justice for them, not in this lifetime. Even when these things result in deaths, they're not treated as murder. They're truly, they're not even treated as manslaughter. But here we have this voice of science. This extremely expert meteorologist, troubleshooter who goes wherever the biggest, most explosive, worst weather events are taking place. And he says, I don't know what we've done to tick the Earth off. Well, we haven't ticked the Earth off. We haven't offended the Earth. We haven't caused the Earth to retaliate against us as such. However, we have offended God Almighty. We have sinned grievously against God Almighty in myriad ways, including encouraging the most grievous, vicious, ruthless, murderous crimes by failure to swiftly and appropriately deal with, punish those who commit such heinous acts. This dear young woman, this beautiful young woman, Savannah LaFontaine Grey Wind, she will experience no justice in this lifetime. She has been taken from this earth. She has been slaughtered while she was great with child, 22 years of age, great with child, beautiful young woman, premeditatedly murdered to steal her child. But lest you think that this is some Isolated incident that happens once in a blue moon. Such is not the case. While it's true that this particular form of murder, murdering in order to kidnap the baby, is a distinct minority of murders. Targeting of girls, young women, young mothers is rampant in this nation, across this nation. Murderous, rapacious, vicious, ruthless, sadistic crimes committed against them by absolute destroyers who are emboldened, who are encouraged, who are rewarded By our extreme socialist, leftist leaders, political leaders, judges, lawyers in the form of defenders, and even prosecutors, are a significant part of the problem. Allowing these destroyers to plead down their charges... To be figuratively slapped on the wrist and then to be allowed time off for good behavior. And if they are convicted, if they are incarcerated, being imprisoned years after they have committed such and such a crime. But then being allowed out early, even earlier than their reduced sentences for their reduced charges allow. And judges are an enormous part of this problem. And it's not going to be corrected without there being an absolute hurricane, tsunami change in leadership in this nation. And that is not going to take place without there being this enormous upheaval throughout society. This nation is so spiritually corrupted. Yes, there are good and godly people. There absolutely are. But there is such spiritual darkness in the towers of power in this nation that have had a stranglehold virtually on this nation for so long now and have done so much evil to it. And every year we see not only an increase, not only an addition, but a multiplication. Of the subversion, the corruption, the perversion of our culture. The only way this nation will survive is for there to be a wholesale revival, reformation, reclamation of this nation. Every year, small numbers of people leave this nation for good. Some of them will leave at first temporarily, but then leave permanently and become expats, expatriates, so-called. It's a bad term. It makes it sound like they're no longer patriotic. When in fact, it's possible, at least possible, that they could be patriotic or at least much more patriotic than so many in this nation, so many monstrous, evil leaders and rulers and what have you that we have in this nation. But they're called expats. And they find new countries, new nations. And I don't agree with what they do in terms of leaving this nation and then rescinding their identification with this nation, if you will. But the reasons that they do these things are often somewhat compelling. <laughs> The reasons that they rescind their citizenship is typically a financial one that the United States government insists on still eliciting significant payments from them, even while they are living full-time elsewhere in Mexico or Costa Rica or... Zanzibar or wherever it is that they choose to go. And so many of them do then end up on an increasing basis now uh, rescinding their citizenship, which I, again, I don't agree with that, but I understand it, I think. Would that the people that left this nation were the ones that have been destroying this nation? That's what I would. I would much, vastly, much prefer that the ones leaving this nation permanently were the ones who have done everything in their power to destroy this nation. But that is not the case. The only reason this nation still stands, (laughs) other than the patience of God, the only other reason this nation still stands is because of the moderating influence of good and godly people, in spite of all of the works of the evil ones. And you remove that moderating influence of the good and godly ones And the United States of America, despite all of its extreme natural beauty and material riches, mineral riches, and so forth, despite all of that and its temperate climates, comparatively temperate climates, and I've lived in extreme northeast United States of America for most of my life, I'm acquainted with more severe weather than is typical for the United States of America as a whole. Even though I'm originally uh, from California, in the sense that I was born in California and have lived there more recently. But... you take the good and godly ones out, if you were able to do that, And those who believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, of course, that's that's their scenario. But that's taking them out of the entire earth, out of the entire world. But you take that moderating, godly, righteous, patriotic, honorable, self-sacrificing influence out of this nation, and what you're left with despite all of its beauty, despite all of its riches, despite all of its blessings— Is a cesspool of vileness, of wickedness, of depravity. The only thing that's holding back the floodgates of all of that evil is the good and godly influence in this nation of the good, of the kind, of the silent majority as old Richard Nixon referred to it, and the patience of God Almighty. But while God is patient, (laughs) long-suffering, he is righteous and holy and faithful and true, and the evil will not get away with all of their evil indefinitely. And those who have succeeded In doing so much evil and enjoying doing so much evil, enjoying the fruits of it throughout their lives, they will suffer eternally for that in spite of not being held account during their lifetimes. For those who don't believe in God, for those who don't believe in Christ, it's a very sad scenario indeed. All of the Savannah... LaFontaine, Grey Winds. All of the darling daughters of God. So many, I'll come back to that, I don't want to digress at the moment, but all of those, all of the sweet, the good, the kind, the honorable, the courageous, righteous, just, benevolent, beneficent ones, all of them who have been slaughtered, All of them have died in vain. All of them have been cheated out of the best in life, and there will never be anything that will make up to them for what they have been cheated out of, deprived of, and suffered. All of those girls who have been kidnapped, raped, and murdered while they were teenagers in their young 20s, that's it. They will never have a beautiful wedding. They will never have their children. They will never have the blessings of God if all of those who reject God and reject Christ are right. Of course, they're not, but, but meanwhile, all of the destroyers succeed. They get the goodies now. They succeed in accomplishing their evil plans and purposes now. And they will never be held to account, according to all of those fools who reject God and reject Christ. The only way there's ever going to be any justice and blessing for these who have suffered such evils is if there is God and there is Christ and the word of God is true, then there will be eternal reformation, if you will, recovery and blessing for them. Years ago, many years ago, I remember reading about something that I found to be as appalling as anything I've ever read. And it was about a couple. They were Christians of some variety. And they spent, I can't remember how many years it was, seven years or some such thing, visiting this man in prison, And witnessing to him and trying to bring him to Christ. This wonderful man who was in prison for having kidnapped, raped, tortured, murdered their daughter. By all means, bring him into the kingdom of God. You cannot find anything in the word of God to encourage that, promote that, support that. God says he will not acquit the evil. The murderers, the destroyers, are supposed to be executed immediately. But thanks to our corrupt, perverse, vile, evil justice, injustice system, when these monsters who've committed so many evils and rest assured she wasn't the only one he did this to, any more than Ted Bundy only did it to one. When they are finally rounded up, when they are finally prosecuted and finally convicted, if they are convicted, and finally incarcerated, then they spend years in prison awaiting a death sentence which probably will never come if they're on death row. You know, something like 99 destroyers are executed each year in this nation. How many How many murders do you think are committed in this nation each year? It's somewhat more than 99. It's somewhat north of 99. (laughs) Uh, But to a uh, shocking degree. But, by all means, then spend years on a weekly basis, trying to bring this person into the kingdom of God. It ha- just ha- That happens to be completely contrary to the word of God. If these people were dedicated to reaching the lost, they wouldn't focus years and years and years on this one destroyer. They would instead spend those years trying to reach girls and young women, young women the age of their daughter when she was kidnapped, raped, and murdered, girls and young women her age who hadn't yet come to believe on the Lord and who might suffer the same evil if they were right-headed at all and right-hearted at all, but they are so... uh, Well, they fit into this group that has been referred to as bleeding-heart liberals. I remember another case... And this was a beautiful young girl. I say beautiful, I can, and she would have become a beautiful woman if she were given a chance. But it was in the San Francisco Bay Area, and she was 12 years of age, I believe. And she was kidnapped, raped, and murdered. And the one who committed this evil was on trial. And the father of the girl who had been negligent, I, I, I can't remember the specifics, but as far as I was concerned, he had been negligent uh, as far as how this came about, how it was that the girl uh, was taken captive, so on and so forth. But he pled for this destroyer not to be executed. Oh, because it just would be inhumane. It would be inhumane to execute this monster to execute him painlessly. That would be inhumane. But it was perfectly humane for him to kidnap, rape, torture, and murder this little girl. We just have such extreme subversion of society in the United States of America where that kind of evil violent overturning of what is not only just, but common sense has been dispensed with. And in its place, what has supplanted it is an absolute perversion of justice, total miscarriage of justice. It's rampant through this nation. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done, in case you missed the introduction. And anything good in this program, anything that you hear that you find to be good, that's undoubtedly thanks to God. Whatever offends you is undoubtedly due to me and my limitations. Something I happened to see, and perhaps you did too, with regard to the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey. Last I heard on it, they were expecting a great deal more flooding because the reservoirs have topped off. And yet, then they keep being added to as waters continue on into the reservoirs and that they are overflowing, and there will be a great deal more flooding. I was aware because of what I saw and heard and read and what have you with regard to Katrina, That and also with regard to Hurricane Sandy, I believe it was uh, up New Jersey coast and so forth, that when these buildings are flooded and some of you would be aware of this from the time you were knee-high, but not, not so with me, that when these buildings are flooded, not only is it very common for then there to be a significant toxic mold problem on the heels of that, but also that the concrete, if it is saturated with water long enough, that it loses its structural integrity and the building is compromised and has to be demolished, has to be destroyed. And that's an irony because it's the concrete and steel buildings, those made of concrete, reinforced concrete with steel and so forth, they are the ones that are the best able to weather the storm in the first place and not to be destroyed and turned into rubble by the storm. And yet, when there is significant standing water, flooding standing water, that what the winds have failed to do, the water will accomplish and will result in the buildings needing to be destroyed lest they collapse on inhabitants. So... I saw here, read, that now management, property management companies throughout the Houston area are sending eviction notices to their renters. And they're, (laughs) it's just, you know, to add insult to injury, I understand that a great many of these buildings will be uninhabitable without major overhaul, major work. But to issue these people who are in shelters, to issue them eviction notices, that they must have all of their belongings out in five days' time and quit the premises, when they are in fact not on the premises and there is standing water chest high, is, well, it's beyond the pale. It's just extraordinary. How are these people supposed to accomplish that? What a Herculean task. How are they supposed to move anything out? And of course, most of their belongings, if not all, are destroyed. But it's incredible. Uh, These companies, property management companies, regardless what flowery uh, rhetoric they're using, they are... (laughs) making themselves a big part of the problem. And they are adding insult to injury and putting salt into the wounds of these people and making it impossible for them to be able to comply with what's being demanded of them. And I just... (laughs) well, there should be a law. You know, perhaps you've heard and you've seen about horrible price gouging and so forth by various uh, ungodly, unrighteous, immoral individuals charging obscene amounts for supplies to people, charging ninety-nine dollars uh, to seniors for for a package of bottles of water, that sort of nonsense, that the state attorney general's department in Texas is supposed to be uh, pursuing these people. But what about these property management companies that are engaging in this kind of predatory practice against their renters? Uh, It's beyond, beyond appalling. But that's in the wonderful United States of America. And the United States of America that rejects God, rejects Christ, that tries to sanitize, uh, like in the term brainwash, it's such a wrong term. It's not brainwashing. It's, Brain perverting, brain corrupting, brain defiling, but it's not brainwashing. And likewise here, it's not sanitizing. It's perverting, corrupting, defiling. Those who insist on removing America's history from it, supposedly for the best of reasons, we have to cloak those monuments, those statues of generals of the Confederate States of America, the CSA, we have to cover those over and cover them with burkas. If we can't tear them down, if we can't knock them down, if we can't hammer them down, we have to at least cover them up because it's shameful and disgraceful. And according to this one black leftist minister who was featured on Fox News with Tucker Carlson. And I no, I'm not a fan of Fox News, as I've explained previously. Uh, <laughs> but I happen to catch a snippet of it here or there or wherever uh, as a captive audience. But um, this black minister, he champions the removal of these public monuments, of these great leaders, heroes of the Confederacy, including Robert E. Lee. And he describes them repeatedly on Fox News as being traitors to America. So what is dear old Tucker Carlson's response? He agrees with them repeatedly that yes, They're traitors. They were traitors to America. Traitors to the Union. Well, there is the little matter that they were exercising their constitutionally guaranteed right to secede from the United States of America that was agreed to by all of the signers of the Constitution, They exercised their constitutionally guaranteed right to secession. And regardless of those like then-President Abraham Lincoln, who did everything in his power to typecast them as traitors and as evil and so on and so forth, All of that notwithstanding doesn't change the fact that, by and large, they were good, godly, honorable, courageous, self-sacrificing, patriotic men. And it's one thing for this leftist, socialist, black minister to come along and, you know, Tucker Carlson of Fox News, who has been promoted, as far as I know, like three times in the last few months because of the departures of various people. He keeps being pushed up the ladder, advanced and advanced and advanced, promoted and promoted and promoted. Uh, uh, Such a weak (laughs) face for Fox, but that's okay. And then we've got the likes of Sean Hannity, who continually, every time I see him, he is repeating and reinforcing a lie, an absolutely evil, hateful, society-undermining lie. I've just heard him do it over and over and over, decrying this terrible crime of marital rape. I've just heard it over and over and over from dear old Sean Hannity. It is one of his favorite things that he just pounds away at. Just like back in the day over yonder in Rome uh, with regard to such and such must be destroyed. You know? It's the same thing here with Hannity. Marital rape. Marital rape is a lie from the beginning. The fact of the matter is, this whole sodomite activist movement, if you go back in time, you will find that one of their absolute bloody battle cries was marriage is legalized rape. Marriage is legalized rape. That was from the sodomite activists. During the 90s, during the 80s, they were screaming that marriage was legalized rape. I remember one case. that shocked me beyond belief. It came up long ago. It was in New York State. And a man was imprisoned for having committed marital rape. This man's wife had come under the influence of some strident feminists who had persuaded her, convinced her that she was being exploited by her husband. And so one night, when he desired to have sexual relations... And she told him no. And he insisted on it. He didn't do anything forcible, but she said no. And she charged him with having committed marital rape, and they had a new marital rape law in the books. And he was convicted, and he was sent to prison. Meanwhile, there are all kinds of vicious rapists out there, serial rapists, who are not imprisoned, and if they are tried are not convicted, and if they are convicted, they are treated with kid gloves, (laughs) and they're released back on the street. But this poor man, he was married to a fool at best, who was a tool for these feminist activists. And dear old wonderful Empire State New York was leading the nation there with its new marital rape law. As is the case with so many new laws, such as hate crimes, or the laws that were put on the books years ago, requiring different, more extreme sentences for those who murdered police than those who murdered other people while there are well-intended people who go along with these things and who vote for them, they are always promoted by people that are not good, great, wonderful, honorable people. The fact of the matter is every vicious, ruthless murder is a hate crime. Oh, but it's only if it's White murdering black, not black, murdering white, mind you, not black murdering black of a different tribe, or a different ethnicity or a different color with which causes a problem there with regard to the the description of black, we can't use some other words that work better in this instance, but or in so many instances, because that would just be wrong to use those terms. But, so wrong. Ah. But no, only this small category are hate crimes. And then again, only if it's white versus black. (laughs) And -and so-and-so murdered this policeman or that policeman or these policemen. As monstrous, as terrible, as evil as that is. How is that more evil? than this guy who murders this young wife, who murders this young mother, who murders these children. How does that deserve a more severe sentence than that? Needless to say, it doesn't. It's not biblical. It's not right. It's not godly. It's not just. But we need more and more and more and more and more laws on the book to make things as murky as possible, as confused as possible, you know, once upon a time, long ago, not in this nation, way back, a couple millennia, judging was left to whom? It was left to the priests back in Israel. Judging was the responsibility of the priests, not of some attorneys. But here we have a nation which is so horribly wrong-headed, wrong-hearted in the halls of power, in the ivory palaces that control this nation, that here these great, great men, the likes of Robert E. Lee, Thomas Jonathan Jackson, better known as Stonewall Jackson, and so many others, who were painted into a corner and who had to choose, contrary to their desires, their wishes, to fight for their families, their friends, their loved ones, their property, Mean their farms, their houses, against absolute aggression from the Union. And they are made out to be traitors. The same way that the Clintons did everything they could to demonize white Christian militia in this nation. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is after all is said and done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But... Perhaps we can know now. Perhaps we can know now who or whom the good guys are, the godly ones are, the righteous ones are, the honorable ones are, and whom the wicked, depraved ones who seek the destruction of this nation are. Until next time. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>